This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient faith for today's world. December 19th, 2021. Luke 1, 39-55. There's an interesting internet video which has a group of musicians, six of them, gathered in a room together. And they're supposed to play music for each other, share their talents, and then rank their level of talents among all of them. And so each of them, after playing their music, begin to rank one another. And the first musician who played gives his assessment of all the other musicians in the room. He starts with number six being the worst, and then he goes on up until he nears the top. And apparently he seems to struggle to decide whether he would be first or if someone else would be first. Well, apparently the rest of the musicians didn't agree with his assessment, and they consistently, one after another, placed that first man as the worst and least talented in the room. Imagine how that first man felt when the internet poll came in, and all the viewers also ranked him as the least talented. It can be hard to assess our position where we stand in the sight of others around us. Could you do it? And how would you think God would assess your rank, not just if you were to get an internet poll of where you stand, but if God were to assess how much favor you have as opposed to those around you? How would you fare if God were to rank his level perhaps on the basis of his favor or your holiness? Maybe there's someone else next to you that you may be thinking deserves that rank far more. Or maybe your assessment's not on. Or is it? Today we continue our series looking at when the Lord comes near. And we see someone who is describing her own standing throughout the view of the pages of the rest of history and how the world would view her. And she considers herself one who would be regarded as blessed not because of her talents or what she has done, but as she shares a truth which her and the other woman with her give comfort to all believers who would listen, comforting assurance for us. The Lord lifts up the humbled. Certainly God tears down those who are proud in their conceit. From the very beginning of time, the first man and woman were were given everything. They were indeed the most favored people who ever lived. Adam and Eve had been blessed by God abundantly, and they were shown to be the rulers of all of creation, in fact, the most favored of all his creatures. But in pride and conceit, they wanted to grasp for more. They wanted to be at least the second best and to be like God. And so they were filled with the malice, deceit, and distrust of the devil. They rebelled against their creator, and in their pride grasped for a higher position. And God made note to them that he would bring them down. He would humble them, and that they would return back to the dust from which he had made them. God humbles the proud. But today we see another amazing truth, a comforting truth for us, that God lifts up the lowly. We see that as we look at Luke chapter 1 in the words of Elizabeth and Mary. 
No one can really say for certain what was on Mary's mind or can imagine how she felt as she was making her way to see her relative Elizabeth in the hill countries of Judea. Mary had just been given the message that she would be the one who would give birth to the Messiah, the eternal king who would reign on David's throne forever, the promised one for ages. And she also heard the report that her relative was going to have a child, even though her relative was in her old age. So it says, Mary got up and hurried to the hill country to a town of Judah, no doubt also to share in the joy that Elizabeth had and to be assured of the first sign of God fulfilling his promises. It says, she entered the home of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And we see how God, as she comes into that hill country and greets and Mary greets her cousin, God lifts up the lowly. Notice it says the home of Zechariah. That's because Zechariah was the head of the household. Meanwhile, there's Elizabeth, his wife. But God is going to lift up the lowly Elizabeth. Elizabeth, who in a time when there weren't fertility clinics, bore the blame or the stigma for not being able to have children. And it's not just that there were social pressures for her to bear children. Elizabeth and her husband, Zachariah, had been praying for children, but she had been unable to conceive. And so Elizabeth herself says she felt disgrace and shame. But God lifts up the lowly. Elizabeth was now in her sixth month of pregnancy. We further see how God lifts up the lowly. Just as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb. A lot of times the the Christian church will overlook the unborn. Here, the, the baby John, who is yet unborn, one that we would title scientifically a fetus, is leaping for joy because of response of the Savior coming near and the greeting of the Savior's mother. So often the Christian church today will disregard the unborn or small children or babies as unable to believe. Or maybe they'll, they'll say that they're not really a Christian until they're older and they've made some sort of decision. But here we see how God lifts up the lowly. John, the unborn baby, has faith and responds in faith and rejoices. You know, the, the same word that is used for an unborn baby like John in the mother's womb is used also in scripture for a newborn baby like the infant Jesus or the the infants, the babies that were brought to Jesus and whom he welcomed, put his hands on and blessed. So often Christians might begin to or disregard the importance of children and the faith of children, which is a gift of God. But here we see God lifts up the lowly The infant, the unborn, John, is given the Holy Spirit and the gift of faith. Not because John had decided or done anything, but because God lifts up the lowly. And we see more. The baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is Elizabeth, not her husband, Zechariah the priest. In fact, her husband, did not believe the angel's message. And her husband was disgraced and made to be silent. But Elizabeth, 
Zachariah's wife, the woman. She is filled with the Holy Spirit. And Elizabeth's baby, we read, just as the prophet, just as a Gabriel, the angel, prophesied, John was filled with the Holy Spirit even from the time that he was in his mother's womb. The Holy Spirit is active here for the unborn child. The Holy Spirit is filling Elizabeth, the woman who was once barren, not the priest, Zechariah. And we note, too, that Elizabeth, as she's filled with the Holy Spirit, doesn't display the, the gifts so often people want to just try to limit to the gifts of the Spirit, that is, speaking in tongues. Yes, on a few occasions, being filled with the Holy Spirit meant speaking in tongues. But most often, the filled with the Holy Spirit is, is seen and shown in the Spirit pouring out gifts that are needed for people to serve the Lord in some special way. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is most often seen as somebody speaks the word of the Lord in a bold and timely manner, sometimes prophesying. Here, Elizabeth, as she's filled with the Holy Spirit, does just that. She speaks a timely word from the Spirit. She's filled with the Holy Spirit, and she called out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Notice how God lifts up the lowly. Elizabeth, the woman. And don't think this is the only time Luke does this. Luke mentions at the very start of his gospel, the woman, Mary, and Elizabeth as the first who believed the promise of the coming Savior. And Luke mentions in his gospel, the woman, only the woman by name, who support the ministry of Jesus by their own means. And Luke mentions the young girl as the one who Jesus raised from the dead. And Luke mentions in the book of Acts, as you read on on his account, how it is the woman who first received the apostles as they came to Macedonia. And don't misunderstand, Luke does not overturn the role of men and women. He does not have Elizabeth serving as prophet and as high priest, but he does show that women have equal status and importance in God's plan in history, even if they carry out different roles. And it's the woman in the book of Acts who not only received the apostles, but sent on the gospel message. And it's not just Luke. Matthew and Mark mention the woman from Syria as the one described by Jesus as having great faith unlike any other in all of Israel. And of course, Luke goes on to mention it's the woman who first believed and shared the message of the resurrection. In the ancient world, women were given a second-class status, often disregarded by their time and culture. And yes, they did carry on different God-given roles. But Scripture makes clear their role and their importance in history and in God's plan is equally important as the men. As he highlights here, how they are blessed and how they believe. But we see more as Elizabeth begins to indicate it's not just her, Mary too. Mary is called blessed among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. And Elizabeth humbly says, Why am I so favored the mother of my Lord should come to me? Mary, then, is the one who shows how God lifts up the lowly. Elizabeth describes her saying, Blessed is she who believed 
because the promises spoken to her from the Lord will be fulfilled. Mary speaks up, and what she has recorded next is described by many as a song. And really, the theme of Mary's song is this, God lifts up the lowly. He lifts up the humbled. You know, it would be hard, I think, to evaluate where you rank among other people and what favor God has given you compared to all those in the world. But Mary didn't have to struggle with that. Elizabeth told her, you are blessed. And Mary says in her song, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. And we see that throughout the course of history, generation after generation considers Mary among one of the most blessed of all this world, the most favored by God. But Mary never says she's blessed because of her holiness or because of her life. No, that would, that would be missing her song. Mary says, my spirit rejoiced in God, my Savior. And she doesn't say God blesses her because of what she's done. She says, he's looked with favor on the humble state of his servant. The mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Don't get me wrong, it is good for the church to consider Mary blessed, just like Elizabeth does here. But not to go beyond what the scripture gives for honor to Mary. Mary is to be honored, but not venerated. Mary herself points the credit where it is due. She points to the mighty one who has done great things for her. And holy is his name. He is the one to be venerated. He is the Holy One. And Mary does not seek to receive credit for her accomplishing anything for anyone or for us to praise her for doing anything for us. It's the Mighty One, the Lord, who has done it. And she says that he lifts up the lowly. She adds that God has remembered his mercy. Her song focuses on the mercy of God for sinners like her, because she needed the Lord, her Savior, your Savior, my Savior. God lifts up the lowly. If we are to regard our rank on the pages of history, we need to join with Mary and in full humility saying, Lord, remember your mercy. Lord, we praise you for doing great things in your mercy. My Lord, my Savior. And we see God lifts up the lowly. There was one far more humble, much humbler than Mary. It was the son of Mary, who Gabriel calls the one to be born, the Holy One, to be called the Son of God. Jesus, God's Son, conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, became so lowly. He was born to a poor family in a lowly, humble condition. He lived a lowly life, but more than that, he walked in such lowliness so that he might take the place of every sinner and he might display the long-promised mercy to this world, to people like Elizabeth and Mary and you and me. We should join with Adam and Eve and all people in turning back to dust and lying under the curse of our God because of sin. God lifts up the lowly. He lifts us up through his Son, 
who became so lowly that he humbled himself and died in our place and took the curse once for all on the cross. And by his sacrifice of great lowliness and humility has set us free from the curse to lift us up. He is our Savior. And the same Jesus who was in such lowliness was lifted up. God lifted up Jesus so he was raised from death and he was lifted up to the glory of the right hand of the Father and he sits on his throne and he will rule over his throne and he will rule over all and he will rule forever so that he can lift up the lowly. Could you imagine trying to rank yourself and where you stand with all the people around you and all the people of this world? Well, consider what Elizabeth says. Blessed is she who believed, because the promise spoken to her from the Lord will be fulfilled. If you want to know what favor you have and what position you have in the eyes of God, it's not one that you've attained for yourself. It's one that, like Mary and like Elizabeth, like John, we receive from the Lord as he lifts us up. And he has done great things for us. And we can rejoice in God our Savior because blessed is the one who believes, not by works, but through faith believes that what God has promised, the forgiveness of sins through Christ, his Son, he has fulfilled. So when God looks at you and everyone else around you, he doesn't evaluate you in the rank of what you've accomplished or your talents. Rather, God has lifted you up He's poured out his spirit into your heart so that you can join with Elizabeth, Mary, John, and all of God's people in faith. And you can believe the promise will be fulfilled through Christ, your Savior, the Son of Mary. You know, the Apostle Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Rather than being filled with the, the malice, the deceit, the mistrust, and the lies of the devil, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And he says, be filled with the Holy Spirit as you speak to one another, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and giving gratitude in your hearts to God. The Holy Spirit speaks through Elizabeth to encourage, to comfort, to assure and build up Mary. Mary, in turn, speaks to encourage, to comfort and to build up all believers. And through the words that are spoken by you, you too lift up the lowly. So the the person next to you in the room, the person around you can hear of what God has done for them. We take comfort in hearing the truth. When the Lord comes near, he lifts up the lowly. Join with Elizabeth in saying, blessed is the one who believed what the Lord has promised will be fulfilled. Join with Mary in saying, My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, who lifts up the lowly.